Hey everybody, this is uh, Jonathan Mays, and you're listening to Johnny Knows Best. Thank you for listening, or whatever. But uh, yeah, man, um, we're currently in week four, week five, who knows? I, I don't lost count of uh, what week we're in in this whole uh, quarantine, epidemic, pandemic. Um, I don't even know what day it is right now, fam. That's like, cause I, I've just been in the house, you know. Kay Ivey, the governor of Alabama, issued a stay-at-home order, and you know the Negroes can't leave the house now. We can't leave the house unless we're going to the store or we're going, you know, to work or you know you're going to get something essential. That's the only thing you can leave the house for. So basically, any anything you want to leave the house, you can leave the house. But they saying stay at home, so you got to deal with all that. And you know, then when I go to the store, you know, then I can't, I can't, I gotta stand six feet, you know, away from everybody. Do you know how hard it is to get down a cookie aisle? You gotta stand six feet away from everybody. It's virtually impossible, fam. It's impossible. And then, you know, on top of that, you know, Trump still hadn't sent my stimulus check. You know, I hadn't got my money. I don't check my account 47 times a day. They still got the same $1.50 in the account. You know, I want my money. It's my money, and I want it now. I can't take this. I can't put up with this anymore. And Bernie don't drop out the race. You know, he, he, he Joe, Joe Biden's not going to beat Donald Trump. I'm sorry, but he's not. And, you know, all this, and then they talking about 5G. 5G is going to kill us. It's spreading the coronavirus everywhere. We're going to die. It's just too much. It, it, it just makes the brother want to break down. But I'm just kidding. I'm actually holding up pretty well, despite the circumstances. Hit the intro music. Don't rush, slow touch, grind on white. Like I go country, grab and buy. We can go bust, eye for eye. We can lose trust, white rum. Easy pop, where you they go, go, we they go up Catch my vibe, let me go off, blame the trash, man it's so tough Alright yo, put the belly on the body, make a catch Seen her watch, now she wanna give crutch Boy got peas, now she hopping in the pod Man a real life, sugar gal, I forget what When she want dark, told her meet me at the top Switching lanes the other day, I seen her waiting for a bus Maybe this a month, clear sweater Diesel denim, buy another one My pockets fight like heather Neck froze like I don't know no better Benzo truck, white seats and they leather Go broke, never, on my grind She make it clap like I'm Busta Rhymes I got the juice, the sauce and all them things I blammed her twice a night with all my bling Big Benz, I drive i brought that thing any girl you that was young t and bugsy with the song don't rush it is what what is today i've been in quarantine so long i don't even know what day it is it is wednesday april 8th 2020 and you are listening to johnny knows best this is episode 58 it's called don't rush Hence the intro song. And I want to thank all of y'all for listening. We got a very good, very interesting uh, show for y'all today. Um, I have not one guest, but two special guests um, on the show today. Um, my first guest is from the Casey Kelly podcast. 
Casey, Johns, Kelly, and uh, me and Casey had a very interesting conversation about um, family and uh, being positive during this time of uh, during this very difficult time with this whole coronavirus thing that's uh, still going on and still affecting everyone. Um, we talked about family and uh, we talked about a lot of different things. We talked about her podcast and what it's like uh, doing a podcast and what it means to her. And um, we talked about how it is to, uh, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed to really like experience those feelings and, um, you know, be in the moment with those feelings. But uh, you'll get into that um, a little bit later um, as you keep listening. We had a very good conversation and I really enjoyed talking to Casey. She's uh, one of my favorite people um, to conversate with. Um, and she's one of my favorite podcasters. But uh, my second guest is uh, a brand new to the podcasting world. Um, she's a first time podcaster, but she's thinking of starting her own show. And uh, I so I invited her on my show so we could, uh, you know, so she could have some experience doing it. And we had a very interesting conversation also. Um, and that person, my second guest, was Victoria Haley Spice Beltram. And uh, we had a very interesting conversation. We talked about what it's like to be an exotic dancer, how the coronavirus epidemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, how it's affected, you know, um, people that work in bars and strip clubs and you know, we talked about her life and uh, it was a very interesting conversation. So you're going to get into the, both of those conversations a little bit later on. But first, you got me, you got me, Johnny. You know, um, how's everybody been doing? I hope everyone is uh, staying safe during this time. I hope we're all Staying indoors unless you 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 know you're an essential employee and you have to get outside. Um, I hope everyone is uh doing taking the proper steps to stay safe, like washing your hands, don't touch your face. You know, if you have to go outside and it be essential, you know, I hope you're wearing a face mask and just keeping yourselves protected. You know, uh, you know, we're into, well, almost a month now, um, week three for us in Alabama. Uh, but it's, it's, a lot of us have been dealing with this for almost a month. And, uh, we don't know, there's no end in sight of when this whole quarantine, stay in the house, don't come outside thing is going to end. It could go on for a very long time. Um, so all y'all, you know, you got to wash your hands. You got to wear your face mask. Um, you got to just stay protected. You know, don't go anywhere unless you absolutely have to, unless you got to go out for groceries or supplies or go to work. Like some of us have to do. Uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. Some, sometimes I got to go too. Um, but, uh, you just got to just protect yourselves and everyone be safe during this time. And we're going to get through this shit. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know when it's going to end. But we're all going to get through this if we all just stick together. And you will have an easier time of getting through this if you listen to Johnny Knows Best. 
but yeah, what have, what have I been doing uh, during this whole thing? Um, like I said, I have been going to work. Um, I'm temporarily laid off from one of my jobs because, uh, you know, the dining rooms and most all of the restaurants are closed right now. And uh, the one particular job is only takeout only. So I'm temporarily uh, not doing that as much as uh I would like to and then with the other job is uh you know it's fast food so I'm that's still essential somehow the governor and the president everybody deems fast food still to still be essential so I'm still having to do that but I'm not doing that you know on a regular basis either um most of the time I'm quarantined inside my house just like a lot of y'all are um and I know that uh, quarantine life has been kind of difficult for people that are, you know, not used to being in the house. A lot of us are introverts and we're used to staying inside. We're used to not going to that many places. So we're used to being inside the house. Um, but some people, it's very difficult and very overwhelming. And that's one of the things that, uh, that me and Casey discussed. Uh, we're about to get into that conversation here momentarily. Um, and uh, she has some interesting things to say about how to deal with it and how she was dealing with it. But, uh, you know, no matter what you're going through, whether you're essential and you're having to go to work or whether you're quarantined and you're laid off right now and uh, you're just kind of waiting for this whole thing to end. I hope uh, all of y'all are having you know, just try to keep a positive mind about things and try to look on the bright side. Like this bullshit can't last forever. It really can't. And uh, I, th I think as far as it getting worse, I think we're going through the worst right now. They said this week and next week is supposed to be like the, the peak of this. And then things are supposed to like start to, uh, you know, slowly but surely get better. Um I know uh, over the past weekend, I worked and uh, I saw that, you know, people were still out and about. But, you know, there's slow. A lot of people are listening. There are still like a few people that still want to be out and about. There are still people trying to gather and go to church or trying to, you know, have public gatherings or parties. There's always going to be people that are just going to be assholes and just going to be, you know, defiant to this whole thing. And they don't want to, uh, you know, I don't know, listen. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's important that you listen to what's... Uh, it's, it's not even about, like, listening to the government. It's about having common sense. You know, you know there's a pandemic going on right now. Just stay in the house. Um, it's, and even if you're one of these people that uh, don't believe that coronavirus is real, one of these conspiracy theorists, uh, me and uh, Victoria, in, in the second conversation that you're going to hear, we talked about that too, about the conspiracy theorists and how a lot of that's just bullshit. But it's not even important to me whether or not you believe in coronavirus uh, being real. You should just, just for like the safety of everyone else right now, just listen and just stay at home. And, uh, you know, 
if you want to spend your bullshit theories on the internet, just stay at home and do it on the internet. You know, don't be out and about. But there's no reason to risk anybody's life um, because you want to be right. And uh, that's all I have to say about that because I've seen a lot of uh, negative stuff online. And um, what Casey told me was she told me to just uh, mute a lot of that so I don't have to see it. But, uh, it, you know, it's still out there. And I know a lot of other people see it and they get overwhelmed and they get scared because of it. And uh, I got in an argument with somebody just last night because um, he was telling me, oh, people are allowed to say what they're, you know, what they want to say. I do agree with that. I agree with everyone has a right to say what they want to say. Everybody, you know, has freedom of expression. That's why I have this podcast. So I can talk about what I want to talk about. But you also have to take into account that uh, no one wants to. Uh, people are going through shit right now. People are laid off. People are worried about their finances. People are worried about, you know, how they're going to survive the next couple of months. They don't want to hear negative shit. So that's why I do this show. I think it's kind of positive. And uh, I try to be positive on my podcast, on my posts, on my memes, whatever I put out, I try to be positive. But here's uh, me and Casey Johns Kelly of the Casey Kelly podcast talking about what we had to talk about. And then uh, I will be back shortly. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, you have a little bit of an echo, though. Yeah, that's because probably because I'm in this empty room, but the kids are on the other side of the house. So this is probably like uh, this will work a little better. <laughs> I totally understand. So how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing really good. I, um, I recorded a podcast on another podcast today that my friend just started. And I mowed the grass, and I taught a yoga class online. So wow. I've been busy. Yeah. You've been pretty productive today. Yes. Um, I have my days. I'm not always productive, but today was a productive day. Um, how about you? Um, I've, I've been pretty much just uh, working and uh, watching Netflix. When I'm not at work, I pretty much just stay at home and watch Netflix and try to stay as active as, as I can. You know, I'm doing the best I can under the circumstances. Right. And um, I saw that you posted that you're with kids. Do you have kids? No, I don't. But I live with my sister and her two kids. Oh, okay. And so I, I pretty much, uh, you know, I watch them, you know, when she's not around. But, uh, we all kind of live in, we live in the house together, full house style, basically. Oh, I love that. We um, we actually went into quarantine with my parents, my brother, my brother's roommate. Um, they have their own, they're in their own house. We could have stayed there with them, but um, we have two dogs and two cats, so I didn't want to stay together. But we went to the grocery store and we got everything we would need for two weeks. And we just had like a thing like we won't go anywhere else except we'll just stay, be together. So we, we stay with them a lot and then we'll come home and just sleep in our own house, but we're not like nobody's going out and, you know, bringing home anything or anything like that. So um, that way the kids don't get bored because my parents have a pool and you know how kids are. They, they like to be entertained or playing or busy. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's helpful to be over there and they can play. Um, there's just a lot more to do over there. So we've kind of been, I don't know if we were breaking the rules or not, but that was kind of how we decided to navigate it. And it's been working for us. I mean, this this, this whole thing is like a, a history-making thing that, uh, you know, well, people probably have, uh, you know, they've been through it before, like decades and decades ago, but uh, this is nothing that, you know, that none of of us, people our age have ever had to, you know, deal with anything like this. So we're all kind of, you know, trying to uh, deal with it the best way we can. So I don't know if, if that's against the rules or not, but um, at least you guys are all, you know, staying together and not really going out and you're all staying safe. That's important. Yes. We just wanted to keep my parents safe. My mom has um, some underlying health issues, so she would be in that group. And my um, and my they're older, you know, so we just want to keep them safe and also all the other people in our community safe. So hopefully we're doing our part. And um, I think we are. We're like I said, we're not going to the grocery store if we don't have to, unless it's like we haven't been. But if we had to go out and get milk or whatever, we would just send one person, I guess. That would be like right. a designated person. Um, but yeah, we've been, it's been good. I've enjoyed the quarantine actually. Like this, I've been a stay at home mom for like 12 years. And so, and we've lived on a budget. My husband's a, a teacher. So it's not like we, we go anywhere. We don't, I don't go shopping very often. Uh-huh. We don't travel that much. So this has literally been like kind of like a long weekend for me with, with Zach home, like a holiday or something. Right. It's like a vacation. Yes. But I started out like just turning up like it was holiday, <laughs> like Christmas, right. drink all day and just eat and have fun. But I started to kind of feel, um, I don't know, that was starting to get old. I don't know. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't helping me to like have some sort of like routine because I don't know how long this will last. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. That's the thing. Right. We don't know. So I was like, well, let me just get myself back into a place where I'm living like I would if the kids were in school and Zach was at work where I'm not partying all day and day drinking and you know sitting by the pool and sipping cocktails so I just started finding things to do to feel productive and not spend my time doing that every single day not that I think that it's um bad to day drink or pass the time by sipping on wine or whatever it right. just was making me feel kind of da- down I think well I understand that I mean that's understandable um when you're not uh you're not used to doing that and you're just trying to uh who knows the best, the best way to handle this, Casey? Um, uh, oh, by the way, I didn't inter- introduce you. Uh, this is uh, Casey Johns Kelly from the Casey Kelly Podcast. And she's my guest on uh, Johnny Knows Best Day. I thank you for joining me. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm so happy to be on your podcast. And I know we had planned earlier to have one. And, it, and I was in like that place where I was just feeling like I didn't really want to create or um, put anything out there. I just wanted to be in like the little womb like space where I just stayed at home and watched Netflix and chilled for a few days um and now I'm better I feel much more productive like we talked about and just happier and in that space I just go through cycles where I want to create and I'm um social and I want to talk and put all the stuff out there and then I go into and it just it seems to be like every month I just go through sort of like a little my own little phases and it seems to work and I just kind of flow with it instead of trying to fight against it. And that's what works for me. Now, what do you, why do you think that is? Do you think that's more like a, a hormonal thing or do you think it's the main 
because of the lunar cycles or why do you said you go through that almost every month? So why do you think that is? That's a good question. I have, um, I've considered this a lot because at first, because we live in a society where we don't really honor like any time off, it's always like, go, go, go. Productivity is the way you know, that's like the, you have to be on point all the time and on your A game 24 seven, um, that I would feel like something was wrong with me whenever I would feel like that. And so I would notice it would only be two or three days in the month. And I think it is related to everything. I think it's all connected. I think Mm -hmm. it's hormonal. And I think it's also related to like, we said like the lunar cycles and just nature and just being like a living human that is not always going to be the same, you know? Um, but it does come in cycles and just starting to allow myself just to have those two or three days just to give, just to relax a little and not be so in the masculine side of my brain where I'm just going and doing and producing. It actually makes me more productive whenever I do come back because I take that time and I restore myself and it, it so I've, I've, it's taken me a long time to kind of na- navigate what works for me and to figure it out lots of trial and error but now I feel like I, I start to feel when it's coming and I honor what I need I say no I cancel plans um, now I'm going to attempt not to make plans if I kind of can guess when that's going to be I'm going to uh-huh. start just kind of working around and with myself um, just so I can always I can be at my highest and best Whenever I honor what I need, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, do, you, do you take time like that for yourself? Do you ever get to just relax? I, I try to, but it's very difficult because, um, you know, I I work uh, two jobs, uh, one thing, and uh, because of all the things that are going on with my health, and because I do help my sister with the kids and stuff, it's it can be a lot sometimes, but I do try, you know, to take, sometimes I have to take a day and just have a day to myself sometimes um, and try to just like, like you said, try to like recharge and, uh, you know, sometimes you have to have a lot of downtime sometimes to have, you know, all that, that energy to go, go, go. Sometimes it does take two. So I go through the same thing. I know what you're talking about. And um, I also think, is I know you're the same kind of person that I am. When you're an empathetic uh, person and you're empath, you know, a lot of times uh, feel other people's uh, energy or how they're feeling sometimes, that can also take a lot out of it. Oh, for sure. That's like one of the dra- most draining things. And that's another thing that's taken a lot of trial and error for me to navigate, to find my happy medium. And whenever I first started realizing like, okay, I'm an empath. I can sense other people's energy. I had to have some really like strong ass boundaries. And it almost came off as like abrasive at first how I was, but that was just what was necessary. Just in that point of my, you know, growth and development as a human being and a spiritual person and um, a sensitive person. So I could get back to, um, I could get back. I'm going to open my door. I heard you're going to hear it. My dog was crying outside of my door. Um, but I had to get back. I had to find my own center, get back to that place. And then I, my boundaries now are a little bit softer and I'm able to feel other people's energy. And it doesn't throw me off so much, but I, I just had to get back to 
square one to really be familiar with my own energy, really be, really know who I am, be secure with myself so that I could um, distinguish between what I was picking up on and um, what was me, what was things that I needed to work through, like that I was carrying myself and maybe I wasn't even aware of. So it, it's taken years of this like self-development work, but now I don't have such you know, harsh boundaries, but I think it is required at first for you to be able, especially if you're somebody who struggles to say no or someone mm-hmm. who um, feels really responsible for everybody's feelings. If you're a helper by nature and you just want to take the pain away from everybody, but you end, yes. up, you end up hurting your own self and carrying it yourself, that's not going to serve the world because it's going to drain you to the point where you can't, you can't step into that role as being the person that can um, help other people because you're going to be sick. You're going to be tired. You're going to be drained. So it took me a long time to realize that playing the martyr, being a martyr, wasn't serving my highest like purpose, my mission here on earth. So I had to be really like, no, say no when people ask me to do things or when somebody needed me. Um, I had to say no for a little while to get, just to get, like I said, it didn't take long. It was probably like six months of me really getting um, clear and I probably came off as like really bitchy because I was just putting myself first for a little while. Mm -hmm. I hadn't done it before, you know? Um, So it's really important if you're someone who's listening, that's an empath or a sensitive being that it's really important for you to get familiar with your own energy. And um, I don't want to come off as preachy, but this is what I would have needed to hear um, at the point whenever I was being drained by, being so empathetic, especially right now with all of the pain and suffering that it's always been going on in the world, but it seems really heightened right now. And you, you know, we're really aware. of mm-hmm. what's going on. So it can be draining if you allow yourself to be drained. Now I, w- I want to touch on that, what you just said a, a few minutes ago about, uh, or a few seconds ago, actually about, um, things that are going on in the world right now. Um, and being a, an empath, don't you feel like probably, I would say, in the last six months to a year that more than ever, like, the world, like, the, the, the whole energy of the whole planet has been on, you know, away, and uh, it's probably really affecting everyone, and especially people that are more sensitive to what's going on. For sure. Um, I made a... a- I asked on Facebook how my empath friends were doing, and I was surprised I had so many people who um, call themselves empaths who feel sensitive, and everybody was saying they were they were overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And this is a this is a state that I lived in, um, the overwhelmed state, frustrated, not knowing how to cope or handle life for a really long time. So I feel like, and I know that my purpose here on Earth right now is just that I was prepped I was prepared that all those hard times that I went through and anybody else who's listening who has done like a lot of work on yourself um, maybe it's through therapy or whatever it may be you'll start to see that um, the stress that's happening right now and the overwhelm you have navigated it already so you're able to be there for the people and your fellow humans that are experiencing what you did and because whenever I was going through um uh, overwhelmed I had uh, someone who came along who helped me and so it's, there's always somebody who's a little further ahead who has gone through something 
that is challenging or hard that we can listen to or that can be there to hold space and just, you know, be there to listen or say, hey, I know, I know it's hard. I know how it feels. I've been there too. And just be there to listen and let you know it's okay that you're feeling overwhelmed. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been telling people. Like, it's okay that you're overwhelmed. There's a lot going on right now. And the first step to be able to process that is just to be able to let give yourself permission to feel whatever it is because we're overwhelmed because we have so much built up and we're not we're not taking a moment to be with it and to start slowly undoing all of the things that are there you know it's like you just stay busy you just you know instead of dealing with it or handling it or just being with yourself we pick up Facebook and I'm, I'm speaking from like experience this is not pointing fingers I do the same thing you pick up your phone or you drink a drink or you do drugs or whatever maybe you work maybe being really busy is how you numb um Mm -hmm. yes but so just to be able to experience the overwhelm and know that you're resilient and that you you can feel it little by little and do the best that you can and you know I'm a yoga teacher and a breathwork teacher and I teach meditation. So these are tools that I have learned to be able to sit, um, sit with it, sit with the overwhelm for just a minute before you go and do the thing that we, you know, you typically do to cope with it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to be in the moment and uh, experience the overwhelm to deal Absolutely. with it. Absolutely, you have to face it allow it and and talk to it almost out it's like a lot of inner inner child work that I feel like a lot of people are dealing with as children maybe our parents didn't have the emotional um capacity to hold or to teach us how to deal with our emotions they didn't know their parents didn't teach them we don't learn that like that's not something that I ever remember anybody talking about it was just like get over it you know like we weren't taught how to just be with whatever the emotion was. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I think that we're going through as like a collective now is all this stuff is coming up and we are allowed to feel it in the, and really the only way through the only way to the other side is to go through it by feeling, which feeling is really hard because we've been taught, like, don't feel whatever you got to do, think about it or, or ignore it or, you know, distract from it. But um, feeling is the way to be able to deal with it and process it and to actually have freedom from it. Yes. um, And uh, I think uh, another thing um, that I can add on to that is a lot of uh, people that are used to just going, going, going and having to do stuff um, because of the whole coronavirus thing. You know, now a lot of us are, are in quarantine. Uh, no, even if we are essential and we have to go to work, we're really just going, going to work and, and coming home. And because you're not, you know, you're not able to do the things that you would normally do. You have to like, uh, you're having to have a whole lot of time with yourself. And uh, that's uh, very difficult for some people that, um, you know, are not used to doing that. They're, they're used to, uh, you know, working or they're used to just going, going, going all the time. And uh, you, a lot of people are, are, are meeting themselves for the first time. And I think that's another reason why a lot of people are overwhelmed. Um, and they're having to deal with feelings, like you said, um, you know, with their parents who would always tell them to just get over stuff and don't, don't feel, don't talk about how you feel. And then, you know, a lot of us are having to deal with our feelings now for the first time ever. 
Absolutely. Yes. That's what I feel like is totally happening is um, you, like you said, people are finally meeting themselves. Nobody has taken a moment to breathe, to be still, to really know what's going on within them because we've been running on like a program of go, 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 go to work, come home. It's just like, we're all on this rehearsed groundhog day that it's always the same thing. And we go to party on the weekends and we go to this and um, so we've all been distracting ourselves from ourselves, like you said. So I think it's an opportunity just to, um, there's a psychologist that I like. Her name's, um, Nicole, but she goes by the holistic psychologist and she does a lot of work about reparenting. And I think that's what's happening now is we have an opportunity to parent ourselves and mm-hmm. forget, forgive our parents or our caretakers or whoever was there for us. Um, if there was somebody there when we were children, um, to, to go through forgiveness for them. And I know that this seems like it may be unrelated to like a global pandemic, but I feel like it always does go back to, um, how we're, how we are able to handle being with ourselves. And the pandemic does, like you said, put us with ourselves. And if you don't know how to be with that lonely feeling or grief or whatever has been buried so deep within yourself, um, it's going to feel really bad. You're going to, you're going to freak out. You're going to pick up the habit that you, maybe you'd put down. You're going to, it's just, it's overwhelming because we don't know how to just be still and sit with one little, you know, maybe very painful or very strong emotion at a time. And literally it's all it takes. It's just scary at first, but the more we're able to develop like that, it's like grit. It's like strength, you know, to be able to be with the hard stuff, the hard feelings. Um, and then there's nothing to be afraid of anymore because you're like, oh, okay, it's just feeling. I can feel anything. But that's like the last thing that seems like we want to do as humans is to really feel that hard stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's very hard sometimes. Uh, you know, the old saying, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. And uh, once you, uh, you know, experience whatever is bothering you, um, it's easier to deal with it and get over it. Um, what I want to talk about now, um, do you think about the uh, people being people being negative and um, how that can be contagious just as much as coronavirus? Um, I see a lot of that, you know, when uh, I try not to uh, to watch a whole lot of news, only only enough to know what's going on. in the world. But it's really hard to watch the news sometimes. And uh, it's equally as hard to get on uh, social media at times because there's just so much, uh, you know, negative stuff going on and conspiracies. I don't think that's uh, what people need right now. I think people need, uh, you know, positive affirmation. I think people need uh, positive thoughts and energy. And uh, because, you know, if you have a strong mental front it it really does help you physically it helps your immune system not be stressed out yes absolutely um and I want to just acknowledge you because you do that what you're talking about right now is being positive and and putting that out into the world that's what you do Jonathan so that's really inspiring Uh, thank you (laughs) it is it's true you um I just wanted to acknowledge you and mirror that back to you that you are that light that you seek Um, and that's what people want the same thing. And so just to be show, just to continue showing up 
in your authentic self like you are is is awesome um but also yeah I think we definitely need um more positivity and and uh, and it's okay to balance that with some reality of what's really going on but a lot of people were like we can become so addicted to negativity that we don't even realize that that's all that we're so it keeps us running on this like fear wheel that somehow the adrenaline rush keeps us um in this excited fearful state and it's like it's like a drug so a lot of times I think people are just unconscious to what they're doing they're like addicted Mm -hmm. to it um have you ever thought about curating your feed to just follow people that mirror back what you want to see right now at least for a little while that would I have been uh, here lately I have been meeting a lot of people just uh, racing them for my news feed and uh, I feel like I have to do that I don't want to just outright you know delete people or block people but I have been muting a lot of people because I see you know sometimes there's a very uh, there's a pattern in the stuff that they post and it's just not stuff that helps me and it's not healthy for me, so I, I've just been meeting people. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Yes, that's perfect. Jonathan, it's your feed. You have the right to, um, you know, choose what you want to see. And that um, that's what I, I'll do. If there's somebody or something, I'll unfollow or um, I don't block people. But I'll unfollow. Yeah, I don't like blocking people. Yeah, I don't block people. But if, I, if there was somebody who um, that I didn't know, and mm-hmm. they were bugging me or something I would I would unfriend them and I wouldn't think twice about it because I you just got to put your own personal peace with a good dose like first with a good dose of having some um self-reflection where you're like okay this is triggering me why is it triggering me um is it because you know just kind of questioning that whatever it could be and maybe learn from it and then just realize you have the power especially with social media we have so much power to just create just see what we want to see and a lot of times the algorithms are I think created that way to where it shows things that we show interest in Mm -hmm. so just start getting rid of that stuff that's what I do it makes me feel so much better so that way whenever I do want to get on I'm seeing things that make me laugh or inspire me or um, sometimes make me cry whatever pulls at my heartstrings that's what I want Mm -hmm. to do yes absolutely I think um you know, social media can be a really positive thing if we, uh, you know, allow, allow ourselves to be positive, and it's a great way to connect to everybody. And um, you know, I know every time I see you post about Zach or your kids, you know, I, I like uh, looking at that kind of stuff. Um, it, it makes me happy to know that you know people all over are you know not everyone is like stressed out or depressed, even though. This whole thing is very, you know, uh, it's very distressing because it's very uncertain. We don't know, you know, when is going to be, when is all this going to end or, you know, is it going to have an end or things going to get worse? But I, I think that just because you're going through something, you know, stressful or traumatic, you don't have to let it get the best of it. That's just been my, my um, motto my whole life. Um, no matter what I, I come up against, I just try to have that attitude that, you know, there's all, there's a bright side to everything. Yes. I love that. I love that perspective. And I think that that's 
and that's probably why you are like you are like such a genuine um kind person because you have you know chosen that world view and that's kind of mine too I always look for um like the th- the thread of good and everything like whenever they say when something tragic happens look for the helpers so I always mm-hmm. notice the people who hurry together and help and uh and this has really brought a lot of good things out I think the pandemic bringing families and people back together and mm-hmm. it has helped me get back to just the simplicity of like sitting outside and um just feeling the wind blow just something so subtle and simple that we maybe have lost because there's so much glamour and lights and the Kardashians and so many things coming at us that we forget Mm -hmm. to just love and honor our life just as it is right now I mean it doesn't get better than just your own life you know I think about my um my grandparents who who were immigrants from my grandmother was Native American and my grandfather was from Mexico. He was an immigrant. Okay. And so, wow. yes. And so whenever they, 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 they were married, he was 17 and she was 14 and they didn't have anything. They lived in the same house um, until I was in a, like grown up and they, until they got older and had to move in with, uh, I think my grandpa died in the house actually. And then my, they moved, my grandmother moved in with somebody, but I think about their life and how precious it was. And it was the simplest. They didn't have anything. My grandfather was a janitor at, um, at a school and she worked as a lunch lady. And okay. um, at the same I, school. Um, yes, he was a janitor. Wow. at the school. This is in Arkansas and she was a lunch lady and so they had a, they had five children in one bathroom, and they just had the simplest, sweetest life. And um, that's I think that was I grew up in that. That's where I lived when I was little. And so I feel like this kind of lifestyle is just meant for me. I don't know. It just feels so good just to honor that life doesn't have to be vacations and Instagram models and you know all that stuff is bullshit a lot of times. You know. Mm-hmm. It is. So, yeah, it just gets us back to our roots, just the simplicity of being with your kids and dealing with them arguing or or just whatever life brings. It's all part of your life, even if it's not all glittery and happy and glamorous all the time. You can always find like the sweetness that it's all going to be over. You never know when it'll be over. So you should just enjoy what you have right now, you know. You know, Casey, that's the biggest lesson that I think uh, 2020 has taught us, you know, from the Kobe Bryant tragedy, uh, you know, that whole tragic event. And then, you know, everything that's going on right now is that you don't know how long you got. And uh, you should cherish every moment and every uh, every minute that you got with your family and the people that you love, you should cherish it and honor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Really do that. I'm going to let you go, but before I let you go, um, one last thing I wanted to talk to you about is uh, the Casey Kelly podcast, of course. Um, you've been saying uh, such sweet and uh, kind things about me, but I have to throw that right back at you because, um, you know, I started uh, listening to your podcast from uh, episode one, and um, it, it immediately it made me feel so, so good inside because uh just the things that you were talking about and you're so inspirational and you're so positive and like i said that i'm immediately attracted and are drawn to people that are like that people that are like me and i think um your podcast just the things that you talk about the subject 
you know, marriage and family and love and uh, healing and all the things that you talk about, they, they're very important, you know, to everyone. But I think um, a lot of that, a lot of times that I've, what doing a podcast, what it does for you. And uh, I can tell you, you know, from personal experience, I've been doing this off and on for four, almost five years now. And um, it's, it's great therapy for me to do it. I don't know if, it, if, if you have the same uh, feeling or experience, but uh, it's great therapy for, for me to, uh, you know, get on this show and talk about whatever it is I want to get it off my chest. And then I started to, you know, realize that uh, when other people listened to me, you know, I was connecting with other people and they were having the same thought as, as me. And uh, it's very important. It's a very important job that uh, you have and that I have, the fact that we reach people. Do you realize that? Yes, Um I had a long, I had a hard time that was, uh, to be able to just speak how I felt and just be honest and authentic with my voice. I stayed Mm -hmm. like hidden for so long, just being at home, but I knew there was something in me that always knew that I just wanted to be able to be myself and express like what I'd learn and be real and put it out there into the world just as I am without any, like not holding back, but you know, just totally vulnerable And then that's when I started to see that me being myself, whenever there were people who really authentically connected with me and saw that it made me realize that people do, they, they like me just for me without any show, without any, I mean, it's just my voice. That's why I like the podcast because it has nothing even to do with what I look like or Mm -hmm. how old I am or, you know, my background. And that is, um, that makes me feel good because it's just completely me, you know, and that's. Yeah, so I feel like it's helped me so much, and hopefully it's helped other people. I've had people message me and say that um, it has helped them, and thank you for putting this out out there. So I want to keep doing it just for those, even if there's only five people listening to me, at least um, you, providing them some sort of inspiration because it does help me to be able to express myself without holding back. That feels really good. Is uh, the purest uh, form of you. Now, I don't mean just like the sound of your voice, but just you know what, what you're saying, and you really are. You're you're a light to this world, and the world could use a little bit more light. You know, <laughs> absolutely, and you are too. I'm so excited that we got to be on a podcast together. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, and I hope you will come back on the show um, uh, as often as you can because uh, you're such a positive person and you're such a great inspiration to me oh. you really are like you're like one of the most you're top five one of the most inspirational people that I know oh my goodness you're gonna make me cry well thank you I, I you helped me so much too because I'll tell you what you've helped me is to not take myself so seriously and to just like laugh a little at life and I've always had that part of me I think we all do but sometimes we forget that it's there like you know, the little childlike, silly, not, um, and I, I know you have a lot of depth to you too, but what's helped me the most is just you being funny, even in during the pandemic, putting things out there, not to take away from the seriousness, but to offer somebody, if that's the only laugh they get that day, um, how beautiful that is, you know? 
Mm, just like uh, you, though, I've had people message me and tell me the same thing. I just think it's important to to laugh. You should be able to laugh through um, any kind of a serious situation. Um, you should be able to find the humor and in, uh, in everything. Um, you know, sometimes there are things. You know, sometimes there are things that are inappropriate to laugh at. Like there's like a horrible tragedy. Or um, I don't think death is funny, at, you know, at any time. But, you know, we also have to keep in mind that no matter what we're dealing with, you have to find that that inner peace. You can't let things uh, tear you down. That's what I try to do with others, with, with my memes and with my podcast, too, is I just try to let everyone know that, uh, you know, it's it's going to be okay. I'm glad that some people realize that. <laughs> Definitely. There's a lot of people that realize that. You help so many people. And there's probably so many that are just, have never even told you, who just sit back and laugh on their own. or And you just make their day better, but they've never even considered to even like it. You know, there's people that really that are out there that just get on there and scroll and have never liked or commented or reached out. and um, But they're getting something from it, too. Yeah, so that's why I think it's, a, it's important that uh, we keep doing what we're doing. You keep putting out your content. You keep, uh, you know, writing your posts, and you keep doing your podcast. And uh, we we're we're in a war against negativity, and uh, it's a never-ending war. So we have to do what we can. Absolutely, I'll show up, and you. I'm, I appreciate you supporting me and encouraging me because sometimes I'll get into a space where I don't want. It's not that I don't want to, but I'll feel like, uh, no, it doesn't matter. Like, why do I need to do this? Nobody cares. But then I'm like, well, if nobody cares, why don't you do it? If that's what you want to do, <laughs> you know, just do and it. You know, I'm, I'm a very honest person and uh, I'm, I'm a no bullshit kind of person. The reason why I support you is not just to make you feel good. Uh, it's because I really enjoy, I really enjoy your show. I really enjoy some of the things that you say on Facebook. I really do think, you know, I I feel I connect with you because I feel like you're the exact kind of person. You know, obviously we're very different in a lot of ways, but we're very similar in a lot of ways too. How we think we're very similar. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, so we'll keep putting our stuff out there. I'll have I'll have a new podcast out either tomorrow or the next day too with um, Emily. Her name's Emily Fessler. Do you know Emily? Uh, something else. Okay. Well, look out for that podcast, and I'll look out for this one. I'm excited to to listen to it. Yes, it, it might go up tonight. Um, but if not, it'll go up first thing in the morning for sure. Okay, just tag me in it, and I'll share away. I sure will. And everyone, please listen to the Casey Kelly podcast. You can find that on Anchor and uh, where are the other uh, places, Casey. Um, anywhere, I think it's on like everywhere. Google, yeah, it's Apple, pretty much everywhere. Spotify. Google, yeah, Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find the Casey Kelly podcast. And Casey, uh, please come on the show again. I really enjoy talking to you. Absolutely. Have a good day. You too. <laughs> All right. Bye. That was the conversation I had with uh, Casey Johns Kelly. And uh, it was very, very interesting. You can listen to her on her own show, the Casey Kelly podcast, uh, here on Anchor or, uh, you know, Google, 
Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, wherever podcasts are located, you can listen to Casey. Um, she always has a lot of uh, great, inspiring things to say. And now in my second conversation that I had was uh, with uh, Victoria Haley Spice Beltram. And uh, she had a lot to say about her uh, her industry and her job and things that she does. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I sure can. Awesome. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, if we get cut off for whatever reason, because of our connection or whatever, I can just send you another invite until we're done. But. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Johnny Knows Best, and I'm with my next guest. Victoria, do I have to say your whole name or what do you go by? It doesn't matter. You can call me whatever. Okay, well, I don't want to call you whatever. Uh, <laughs> Haley Spice Beltran. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. How are you doing? I am doing pretty good considering everything going on in the world right now. Right. There's a lot of, we're, we're, we're about to get into that. Um, so how, thank you for coming on the show. Um, I, I really appreciate it. I'm always looking for new guests. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure, man. So how has this whole coronavirus uh, thing that's going on, how, how, how has it impacted you? How has it affected you? Oh, man. I mean, I've been laid off, you know, living off my savings. It's 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 a pretty big deal right now. So, uh, what do you do for a living? For uh, I'm a dancer. You're a dancer, like an exotic yeah. dancer. Yes, I, I do enjoy that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's been especially you know I work at a well I work at two different places, but one of the main jobs I had was um, a cook at a restaurant, and uh, right now. You know, I know that uh, it's very hard for people that work in restaurants or work in bars, you know, work in clubs. It's basically this whole thing is kind of really, you know, put everybody either out of work or um, depending on what you can do. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's it's come, like, pretty much without warning. You know, one day we're at work, and then the next day they're like, hey, by the way, <laughs> we're shut down. And it's like, oh, okay, cool, I guess. And then that was, like, the majority of uh, how you were making your income, right? Yeah, I mean, that was that was my only income, really. Wow. Um. Well, how long do you think it? Uh, how long do you think this will last? Year? I know no one think this will be over in uh, what, like a month, two months. Well, they're saying we should be back to work by mid-May, maybe June, and I'm hoping June is the latest. I mean, it was I think a week and a half ago that they put in another 30-day order for Florida, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's the last extension of the stay-at-home order. What part of Florida are you in? Uh, Panama City. Panama City. Um, mm-hmm. How how has uh, everything that's going on uh, impacted Panama City? I haven't been down there since last year. So. 
and uh, it hasn't slowed things down or people still out and about. The beaches are closed, right? Yeah, the beaches are closed. All the bars are closed. I mean, everything is shut down. I mean, before they even did the stay-at-home order, I went to Whataburger at like 8 o'clock at night, and they were like, oh, we're closed. And I was like, at 8 o'clock at night? Okay. Yeah, this is very crazy, this whole thing. Um, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with like uh, a lot of the conspiracy theories that are going on with uh, the 5G... And uh, what do you think about that? You heard about that? Yeah, I've heard a lot of the different conspiracy theories that are going on. And I just think they're kind of like, I don't know. I don't really fall into like the whole conspiracy theory thing. Like I just, you know, it's, it's a sickness. We've had pandemics before, you know, it's not, you know, a new thing. It's just a new pan. It's just, you know, a new name for it. And we're going to get through it just like we have in the past and it's going to devastate us for a little while and we're going to have to rebuild and, and that's about all there is to it. So you're saying that you just think it's just a, a disease. It's just something that uh, every few decades people just have to deal with. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's literally, I mean, history, history repeats itself over and over and over again. And this is just another example of it. I, I agree with that. Um, I really do think it's more just like a natural disease that, uh, you know, that just like the Spanish flu or like other, you know, pandemics or epidemics that uh, people have had to deal with. Um, but uh, I don't really buy into the conspiracy either. I think uh, most of it's bullshit. Um, and uh, it's a lot of uh, just people talking about things that they know nothing about. They don't have anything to back it up with other than yeah. even Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. And I mean, people are like sharing these dumb pictures of like this train that says COVID-19. That's totally photoshopped. Like, and most of like the conspiracy theories that people are like passing around or even just like not even really paying attention to it and sharing, they're sharing a lot of false information that can hurt a lot of other people that, you know, that are outright believing this stuff and thinking it's all fake and it's, it's not, (laughs) And it's just stupid. It's it's dumb for people to even be sharing it, especially when, like, most of the stuff that people say can easily be fact-checked. Right. It, it really can if you do your research. But people people don't want to do their research, Victoria. They'd rather just uh, share bullshit on the internet. Oh, so yeah, because it's, it's, easy, it's easy to stir the pot. And it's yeah. easy to it's easy to gain clout and have your... 15 minutes of fame and have relevance if you if you share what people are buying into or add to what people are buying into. So you think people do a lot of this stuff just for attention and clout? Oh yeah, for sure. Why not? Right. Yeah. They got nothing else to do, so why not just try yeah, to Yeah, I mean we're all stuck at home, so why not? Why not instill fear into other people for for the hell of it? Yeah, it's 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 a real shame. Now, um, I know you're you're uh, you're about you're about to start your own podcast, right? Yeah, I'm thinking about it really heavy. You know, I'm you know thinking of ideas and things like that. You know, I, I think you should definitely do that because uh, I read um, some of the things you post, and you're very uh, you're very intelligent. You're very funny, and uh, I think you have like an important um, voice that. Uh, once you decide what you want it to be about, um, 
this podcast that I do is just pretty much anything I want to talk about. Sometimes it can be just like funny stuff, or sometimes it can be about serious topics. It just depends on what I want to discuss. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm thinking too, like starting like a little vlog thing. I just, um, my life is really interesting and I feel like people wouldn't believe me if I didn't share what was going on as it was going on. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Your life is very interesting. Um, you just got divorced, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I've been fighting for my divorce for two years and I finally got it finalized a month ago. Oh, are are you, you seem very pleased with that. Yes. I'm very happy to be divorced. You think you'll ever get married again? No. No, No. it's not for you, huh? No, because it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, absolutely insane to to sign a piece of paper bonding yourself you know to somebody else and when both of you agree that it's over and done with that you have to go through shell out a bunch of money and go through an entire legal process and have somebody else approve your separation right i understand that so it it would just be easier just to not put it on paper what you're saying I mean, that's really all it is nowadays is a piece of paper. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with that. Marriage as an institution isn't the same thing that it used to be years ago. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. like, don't uh, take is that because people rush into it? Or what do you think about that? Um, why do you think marriage um, is I mean, it's, it's a lot of different things because if you look at you know my the grand uh, the generation that my grandparents grew up in and the generation that I grew up in you know they didn't have social media they didn't have anything that they wanted you know at their fingertips to validate them you know or you know they didn't they didn't have everything that we have I feel like the reason they lasted so much is because they actually did have to work through their problems they didn't you know when you're fighting, you, you didn't just pick up a cell phone and like validate yourself to some, or, you know, have someone validate your feelings or, you know, you didn't have, you didn't have all that. Right. It's just, it's too, it's too easy. It's too easy to cheat. It's too easy to leave somebody nowadays. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in true love? I do. I really do. And I believe it's out there. I just believe that it's, it's a lot harder to come across it now. Right. You you um have posted about uh that you have a lot of guys that um jump in your inbox. I assume that that's because you know they know what you do for a living. They see your pictures on uh, social media, and uh, that's probably why they always bother you. Um, oh yeah. Do they? Uh, how do they approach you? Do they ever say anything? That you're that makes you interested, or are they just uh, are they just superficial, sharing dick pics and stuff like that? Um, surprisingly, I don't get as many dick pics as people think I do. Um, That's good. <laughs> which I'm I'm happy for that. Um, but a lot of them are just like 
you know, they're just, I don't know. They're so, they're every, every single one of them are so different. Some of them, you know, will message me and they'll be like, Hey, how you doing? I want to get to know you and like asking questions. And then other ones will jump in my inbox acting all confident and being like, Oh, like, you know, you're so sexy. Why don't you come over and chill with me? Blah, blah, blah. We can kick it, have a good time. And I'm just like, no, there's never really been anybody particular that's, you know, just messaged me out of the blue and like stood out. Um, there's been like one or two maybe over the past five years where I've been like, okay, like you're cool. But it's, it's really, I, I don't entertain like 99% of the people that are in my inbox and when I do talk to them it's usually because they're sending me money <laughs> right right you think I mean, um, people I have yeah, I mean, like an unrealistic view of dancers and you think they yes. view dancers as uh easy or what yes um there's um a big huge like yeah, no. I mean, we can talk about one example. Um, uh, was like a week or two ago when um, the the teasers thing that, that was going around on the internet uh, where they were washing the cars, just like, uh, mm-hmm. and I shared that too on my timeline, but I, I thought it was great. I thought it was an awesome idea that they had because everything was shut down and they're washing cars and, you know, you know, feeding people and yeah, for sure. And it's it's ridiculous because people were sharing it in such a negative manner and talking about those girls in such an awful way. And it's literally no different than like you seeing like a church there. I mean, a church group, you know, doing a car wash. I mean, those girls are in bikinis and, you know, out there washing cars in the heat. They're literally wearing the same exact things. The only the only thing that people saw is that instead of you know, trying to go on a church mission or trying to raise money for a field trip or Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or what may have you, it, it was set up in front of a strip club. So automatically, oh, the girls are sluts. The girls are this. The girls are that. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. But while you're sitting your fat ass at home waiting on a stimulus check, these girls are out here working, trying to provide for their families. And not only that, like the donations is the only thing that they split up and took home. Mm -hmm. The car wash itself cost $7 a pop. And I do believe that that $7 per car didn't go to the girls or the employees. It went to charity. Wow. I don't think a lot of people knew that. No. I mean, the, the actual cost of the car wash went to charity. And it was for people that can't afford, you know, people that have been laid off during this pandemic that can't afford to go out and buy groceries that have children that they need to feed. And then, you know, on top of the cost of the car wash that the people that were getting their car wash were asked to donate on top of it. And the donations is what the dancers split up and took home amongst themselves. Yeah. Wow. That, you know, I think it's, it's terrible that, uh, you know, they got that people, I think it's terrible when people look down on, on anyone and try to judge them uh, for what they do for a living. And, uh, you know, we all got to eat. We all got to pay our bills. Um, you know, there's nothing There's nothing wrong with uh, dancing or, you know, um, any kind of really, any kind of sex work or sexual related kind of things. If it's, a, you know, it's an honest way to make a living, you know.
Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, as long as you're creating a demand for it, I don't believe that you should be able to criticize the business at all. Maybe the people, uh, you know, they should be getting mad at their husbands and, uh, you know, the people that are, are, um, are trying to purchase it because they're, they're the ones in line, and, you know, to go to the car wash or whatever. They're the ones going to the club. Don't get mad at the girls exactly. who dance. Well, you know, insecurity is insecurity. And, you know, when when people when people show their insecurity, it's always in a very ugly manner. It's always, I mean, it always brings out the worst in people. Insecurity and jealousy. Have you encountered that uh, a lot in your line of business? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had women come in the club and physically put their hands on me over stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. Why would they put their hand on you? Because they're they're different husband. Yeah. Um. I mean, I've had. I mean, this is and this is back like almost eight years ago when I first started dancing. But I mean, I've had a woman um that was pregnant that wasn't even in the club. Um. I was talking to her husband and she busted in the club and I mean I was I was I mean fresh 18 and she picked me up and threw me oh my god I didn't even know she was there yeah like came up behind me I didn't even know she was there picked me up and threw me I've been giving dances in the private area and had wives you know go back into the private area and like throw me off their husbands and I mean it's 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 definitely um a risky job for multiple reasons wow um, but it pays good though. Oh yeah, it pays good. Um, right now we're, um, we're employed. So we make, uh, in the state of Florida, we make waitress pay, which is five fifty an hour. Yeah. And, um, we keep all of our, well, the majority of our tips, we do have to, um, pay into the club a little bit, but, um, we, we keep the majority of our tips and like, it, it really depends. There's no like, um, going in and knowing what you're going to make there, you know, there might be some nights where you don't make a whole lot of money, but the nights where you make a whole lot of money, make up for it. Right. right. So, um, while you're uh, going through this, uh, this bit of a break from what you do, what are some of the things that you're doing to uh, stay busy? Um, while you're waiting to go back to work? Um, I am running a lot. I'm working out, trying to keep my weight off. I've started a new uh, meal plan and exercise routine to get to you know my goal weight. Um, I have started cooking again. I have a dog, of course, so I play with the dog. And I have a daughter, so when... Um, when she's not at her dad's house, when she's at my house, you know, she keeps me pretty busy. How old is your daughter? She is two. Wow, that's a that's a very uh, a very special age. Be two years old. Yeah, she's a <laughs> she's a little wild thing. So you have a lot going on then between dancing and being a mom, and uh, there's just a lot of stuff that you're juggling at once. Oh yeah, for sure. Between dancing, being a mom, I'm also a model. Um, I've been in a couple magazines. I've got a few that I shot for a month ago, month or so oh, really? ago. What, that, what magazines have you um, been in? 
Um, CFM, which is Central Florida Models. Um, I've been in a couple of smaller, like, not inked magazine, but smaller tattoo magazines. I've got everything downloaded onto my mag cloud right now. It's been so long since I've been in a magazine, and I got a few, I think three, that are coming up that I'm about to be published in, but they haven't sent me the exact names of them yet. Mm. Well, uh, when whenever you get the names of me, you have to let me know, and I'll promote them here on the show, so people can go uh, buy the, you know, buy them and and uh, show you some support. For sure, I was honestly hoping to hear back from my um, the dude that I signed my model release with, but of course, with all this coronavirus stuff going on, a lot of things have happened, and a lot of people are you know being put on hold yeah there, it, it's slowing down a lot of things it really is um i do feel like we're at least halfway through it to where you know maybe like another month or two for before things start getting back to normal i sure hope so because i've got bills. and you know <laughs> and maybe then once like in the middle of may end of may or early part of june once things start opening back up, like the clubs and the bars and everything, maybe you'll have a little bit of a boom and things will start picking up. Yeah, that's what they're saying is that the bars are, are probably going to like be packed out because of everybody that's not been able to go mm-hmm. to them. So I'm hoping because what what they did was, um, you know, they, they shut down all the bars in Panama City in the middle of spring break, yeah. you know. That, that's um, your, like, your highest and, what, season, almost, right? Yeah, that's, that's that's literally, like, the most money I will make all year is spring break. And they um, they shut us down in the middle of the week that was um, St. Patrick's uh-huh. Day. They shut, us in the, they shut us down the middle of that week, which St. Patrick's Day weekend is our biggest weekend of the year, every year. Right. So literally I got conned out three days before the weekend. I got ripped away from my job. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. And to give you kind of an idea of what the biggest weekend entails. And, you know, this is, keep in mind, this is post, you know, like MTV not being allowed to have spring break anymore. You know, not allowed to drink on the beaches anymore. So spring break isn't what it used to be. Back in 2015 when I worked, um... I would probably make in that one weekend in 2015, I think I made almost six grand. Whoa, 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 um, whoa, whoa. In one weekend? Yeah, between Friday and Saturday. Clearly, clearly I'm in the wrong line of business. <laughs> but now in 2020, um, the weekend before um, St. Patrick's Day weekend, uh, I think I made six or seven hundred dollars that friday and i made twelve hundred that saturday still pretty damn good i mean yeah i can say mean when you when you compare it to you know working a regular job or anything it is really really good money um but you know that's literally the weekend before our biggest weekend of the year so i was expecting to make around three grand maybe um but why isn't um mtv a louder why that change i I know when it changed but why did it change um, because it was just, ca- it was causing, it was a lot of crime, a lot of drugs. Yeah. 
it just it it really got out of hand. MTV went down there and started fucking everything up, and there was there was no one regulating it. There was nothing, you know. There weren't enough cops. There was, I mean, it, all the all the college kids went down there and just did a bunch of drugs and fucked up hotel rooms and right. you know went to jail and got out with mommy and daddy's money and no one yeah. cared. So they told MTV they weren't allowed back, and that's when MTV started doing the uh, spring break on the boats and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've always really uh, been in love with Panama City, and uh, I've always wanted to live down there um, just because of, I don't know, I just love the beach, I love the water, and I love the, you know, the atmosphere of Panama City. It's a really cool city. Oh, for sure. I just, I you know, I would much rather be in Destin. <laughs> I'd much rather be in Destin. I would much rather be in Destin. If I'm going to live by the beach in the Panhandle area, if I'm going to be in Northern Florida, I'm, I would definitely consider Destin or Fort Walton over Panama City. Yeah. For sure. Um, just because, you know, and you don't have the college kids over there. You don't have the crime rate is not as bad over there. The beaches aren't as crowded, you know, and during season time, I mean, traffic's still bad, but it's not quite as bad as back. Beach right. Road. Yeah, that's very, uh, that's a very busy street. You're right. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, from back beach road to where I work is probably a 10 minute drive. And during spring break, during regular spring break, not like what it is now, but you know, five years ago, it would take me an hour, an hour and a half wow. to make a 10 minute drop. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, um, about this podcast that you think about doing, um, yeah. I, I really think, uh, that you should do it. That, uh, I don't know what you're planning on doing or what, what the format is going to be. I just feel like you have a lot of a, a lot of things to talk about. Even you know, you talk, you know, tell some of the stories from things that you've dealt with and your uh, with your job and everything. I think it'd be really interesting. I think it could really jump off. I think so too. It's just a matter of you know getting my thoughts together and writing everything down so I know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm very. Um, scatterbrained so I can jump from one subject to the next very quickly if I don't have a guideline. Oh, I, I do that myself. all the time but uh, it, I feel like you know having this podcast it helps me you know filter out a lot of things I have on my mind and my emotions and things just it's good therapy to, to be able to uh, have a podcast and if people listen to what you're saying and they identify what you're talking about it helps them too so it's like a really positive thing. And if, uh, you know, you get sponsors and everything, you can make money off of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, going to be in, in the far future if it does happen. But I definitely want to at least try it out. You know, I think it's a cool idea. And people have already been inboxing me, asking me, hey, can you talk about this? Can you talk about this? Can you talk about this? So, you know, and there's there's a lot of different things that people actually want to hear from a dancer's perspective, just everyday things, you know, and I've never really thought that people were interested in, you know, dancers opinions because I have gotten a lot of, you know, 
There you go. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Hold on, man. Wait for the music stop. There you go. Yeah, I heard uh, the last thing I heard you say, you were talking about how you got sent um, messages about people giving you different ideas. Yeah, um, people people will message me and be like, hey, can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? And it's not just, you know, they want an opinion on it. They want, you know, a dancer's opinion on certain things. They want to know, you know, our side of the story on certain things. And I feel like, you know, it's important to get our voice out there a little bit because there's such a there's such a negative image when it comes to strip clubs and strippers or dancers or what you know whatever um you they prefer to be called um there's just such a negative image around it and there's not not a whole lot of people have been given the chance to i guess hear us so I think if it's pushed a little bit and people actually start listening, I think it would be a, a great opportunity. To- can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, we're still here. Um, yeah, uh, I definitely agree with that. I think it's, it's very interesting to me. There's so many questions um, I want to ask you, but uh, I'm going to save that for like another time. But yeah, the only thing, the only advice, I know you didn't ask for my advice. The only advice I would give you is uh, when you do your show, whatever you do, just make it your own thing. Um, for sure. You know, make it all about what, what you want. You can take other people's suggestions and implement them, but uh, it's important to uh, have it be as Victoria as possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do guess sometimes, but uh, sometimes it's it's better when I just get on here and talk, you know, with my own. But then uh, other times it works better when I have other people to talk to you, like yourself. So that's my only uh, piece of advice. Just make it your own thing. And don't let anyone tell you what you're doing is wrong because if it feels right to you, then someone else will. Absolutely. And that's, that's the biggest thing is I want I want to stay genuine, completely genuine on everything that I do. So, you know, if it doesn't take off, it doesn't take off. And if it does, it does. At least I tried. Yeah, it, it, as long as you have fun with it, that's all that matters. And I'm sure it will take off because you're such an interesting person and you always have, you know, you have a lot that you uh, to discuss. It, it probably will take off. But uh, I thank you for coming on my show. Um, I hope you'll come on again uh, sooner, one day. Pretty sure, man. I'm totally down. I'll be at a good time. I did. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Thank you. I'm going to talk to Claire, but I'm going to try to put this up tonight if I can. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey. You You there? Yeah, I'm here. Hold on, man. Wait for the music. There you go. 
Yeah, I heard, uh, the last thing I heard you say, you were talking about how you got sent um, messages about people giving you different ideas. Yeah, um, people people will message me and be like, hey, can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? And it's not just, you know, they want an opinion on it. They want, you know, a dancer's opinion on certain things. They want to know, you know, our side of the story on certain things. And I feel like, you know, it's important to get our voice out there a little bit because there's such a there's such a negative image when it comes to strip clubs and strippers or dancers or what, you know, whatever um, you, they prefer to be called. Um, there's just such a negative image around it. And there's not, not a whole lot of people have been given the chance to, I guess, hear us. So I think if it's pushed a little bit and people actually start listening, I think it would be a, a great opportunity to, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, we're still here. Um, yeah, uh, I definitely agree with that. I think it's, it's very interesting to me. There's so many questions um, I want to ask you, but uh, I'm going to say that for like another time. But yeah, the only thing, the only advice, I know you didn't ask for my advice. The only advice I would give you is uh, when you do your show, whatever you do, just make it your own thing. Um, sure. You know, make it all about what, what you want it to be. You can take other people's suggestions and implement them, but uh, it's important to uh, have it be as Victoria as possible. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, like, I do guess sometimes, but uh, sometimes it's, it's better when I just get on here and talk, you know, on my own. But then uh, other times it works better when I have other people to talk to you when I'm like yourself. So that's my only uh, piece of advice. Just make it your own thing and don't let anyone tell you what you're doing is wrong because if it feels right to you, then someone else will connect. Absolutely. And that's, that's the biggest thing is I want, I want to stay genuine, completely genuine on everything that I do. So, you know, if it doesn't take off, it doesn't take off. And if it does, it does. At least I tried. Yeah. It, it, as long as you have fun with it, that's all that matters. And I'm sure it will take off because you're such an interesting person and you always have, you know, you have a lot to uh, to discuss. It, it probably will take off. But uh, I thank you for coming on my show. Um, I hope you'll come on again uh, sooner one day. Pretty sure, man. I'm totally down. I'll be at a good time. I did. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Thank you. I'm going to talk to you later, but I'm going to try to put this up tonight if I can. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. That was episode 58 of Johnny Knows Best. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank my special guests, uh, Casey Johns Kelly and Victoria Haley Spice Beltram for both coming on and talking about the different things that they wanted to talk about. And uh, I'll thank everybody for listening and, um, you know, share this on Facebook and uh, follow me on Anchor. You know, favorite me on Anchor. So you too can come on the show. And uh, I will see y'all later. I'll holler.